This is the Mind Fitness Method Podcast, a podcast focusing on the most important factor for sustainable weight loss and fitness, the mental game. With me, Dr. Eric Aiken, a board-certified neurosurgeon. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 28th episode of the Mind Fitness Method Podcast. And this morning, I was thinking about something. I want to ask you a question as we start this podcast, and I want to ask you, think about anything any single event, thing that you've accomplished in your life that you are most proud of. And I want you to think about before that thing was accomplished, whether it was successfully raising a child or whether it was getting a degree in some career or building a business or whatever it was, doesn't matter. If, it, if you consider it something that it was important to you, I want you to think about how much time went into accomplishing that thing. What did you have to do in order to accomplish that thing? And how did you, and this is the most important one, how did you have to change yourself to accomplish that thing? And since then, what has happened that is good because you accomplished that thing. And as you think about that, probably whatever it is that you're thinking about took a long time relatively. Maybe it took six months or the better part of a year, or maybe it took multiple years or even a couple of decades for that good thing, that good accomplishment to happen. And you may have had to change yourself, your beliefs or your thinking, your habits in some way in order to make that happen. I'm going to talk to you about a few of the things um, in my life that I, that I accomplished like that. And the reason is because there are some elements to this that I want to bring up and they are applicable to weight loss and behavior change, maintaining a good, strong, lean, healthy body for the rest of your life. And the first one is simple math, the concept of carrying the one, you know, when you add multiple digit numbers together, for example, if you add add 13 plus 19 and carrying the two, or I'm sorry, carrying the one in that problem, that concept uh, was a huge stumbling block for me way back in grade school whatever grade it was we were learning that first second grade third i don't remember now it was back in the 70s the late 70s and i remember though the day that i got the concept it clicked in my head and suddenly i knew how to do it and i'll tell you up until this point okay my mother was on my case a bit, you know, she, she went and she had me tested, uh, <laughs> to see if I had a hearing problem. And, uh, she, the doctor came back and told her, he said, you just paid $40 to find out your son is tuning you out. And I, I was distracted, you know, and I wasn't listening very well. But the day that it happened, I remember, I didn't have, I don't know if you remember back in those days, we had those little tablets 
that would fold up and then the paper was kind of like this light brownish gray color and the lines were already on it there was a dotted line and two solid lines above and below the dotted line you were supposed to write on those between those two solid lines your lowercase letters should be below the dotted line your uppercase letters would be above the dotted line so forth well my tablet was completely out of paper and i was writing on the cardboard on the back of that tablet and i was working math problems in class and i suppose i was in third grade i remember the teacher who was working with me at the time her name was miss baker and we it clicked in my head suddenly and i had it and suddenly i was taking off like a rocket with this concept i was doing math all day every day just going crazy because i finally got it all these other kids had gotten it way ahead of me and i was so glad that i could finally do this myself a second accomplishment was um learning to study in college well enough to make A's so all through high school and you know I did extremely well in my last few years of grade school but then I got into I switched schools uh, in fourth grade and it the it was a very different group of kids that I was going to school with at that time and I it, it my grades suffered on account of it and they never did recover throughout the rest of my, you know, years before college. And so then I get into college and I'm still carrying on with these sort of this poor effort for the most part, not extremely poor. I'd keep, I had enough self-respect to keep myself in the middle of the bell curve, but basically I was just getting by. But I knew that I wanted to be a doctor, and I knew I had to have good grades to do that. And so as I started to bear down, I started to realize this ain't no walk in the park at Disney. (laughs) So I remember there was this thing that came on TV in those days. It was the late 80s. And there was this infomercial that was coming on. It was a program called Where There's a Will, There's an A. So I bought that. And they delivered this box and it had a few pamphlets in it. And in each pamphlet, there was, you know, tips and guides, guidelines, how to make A's, how to make better grades. And I just remember some of them sit in the front of the class, arrive five or 10 minutes early, leave five or 10 minutes late because sometimes test questions are thrown out by the teacher in that time frame. Um, and, if you sit in the front of the class, it sort of forces you to pay attention because you're an easy target for the teacher to hang, call on, talk to you about how to take notes, take your notes during the class, and then immediately read your notes after class. That way you've got two exposures to the information right away while it's still fresh. That way when you go to study for the for the test, you've already seen it twice, and, and then they show you how to really nail it into your head. So... But my grades didn't just suddenly jump from, you know, B's and C's to A's immediately. I remember I was so confident going into the, my next test after going through these pamphlets. And and I got a B on a test. And I was distraught. I was angry. And I thought, you know, gosh, this 
is not good. You know, maybe I'm not smart enough. And there was some doubt, but then I just kept applying myself. And, and over time, I started seeing the grades trend up. And then before I knew it, I was making straight A's. But it took a matter of a few months for that transition to happen. And then to continue the intense effort for, for the remainder of college, the last three and a half years, and then to bring those skills into medical school and then finally into a neurosurgical residency. And now for my maintenance of certification as a neurosurgeon, those same skills that I started developing at age 18, my first year of college, but it took some time. But now I have all of these benefits from it that came over time. In my residency, another accomplishment it was mastering time management. I was quite disorganized and I was up against some stiff competition. And then once I got in, I didn't want to lose what I had worked so hard for, but I was struggling, struggling to organize my time and, and so forth. But it took about two years. This was a longer one because, I, you know, I was working on sheer effort before, but in a neurosurgical residency, you need to be able to put in the effort, but you also need to be organized because there's a lot of work to be done and you have to also learn how to function with very little sleep, or at least in those days, this was before they had what they call the 80 hour work week. They could work us as much as they wanted. In fact, I remember a few weeks working uh, as much as 120, 130 or 140 hours in a week. I don't know if you know how many hours are in a week. There's 168. So you think about that. If you work 140, that means you got about three hours per night, not at work, not at work. That doesn't mean asleep. That means not at work. Three night, three hours per night for a solid week. <laughs> that will drive you to the limits of your sanity. <clears throat> but in any event, it took me about three, two to three years, but I finally got those time management skills down and now my career has benefited from that ever since but these changes took time and it took changing myself and changing yourself your behaviors your habits your beliefs it takes time and it's the same with weight loss if you've been overweight particularly if you've been overweight for a long time or most of your life all of your life then making these changes will not happen overnight, but they happen with persistence and effort. And with this idea that you have to start believing things that you didn't believe before, and also extremely important here is making new associations with the habits that you need to change. Before maybe with your weight loss, it, well, here's an example. Back in high school, I associated with working hard at studying with being bored or being frustrated. And, and to some extent, I still do. But, <laughs> but more than that, I associate it with mastery, with ability, with uh, understanding, and also with being able to help people. It's, it gives me a weapon to fight disease for my patients.
And so same way with exercise, for example, I now associate exercise rather than associating it with just difficulty being super uh, neurotic and being wearing yourself out, driving yourself crazy. Now I associate it with vitality, with, you know, energy, with ability, with confidence and strength. With eating, instead of associating healthy eating with uh, boring food or being slightly miserable or associating it with uh, just feeling slightly dissatisfied all the time, I associate it with freedom, freedom of movement because I'm not weighted down with my weight. I associate it with energy because the things that I eat produce slow release, clean energy that keeps my energy level up. I associate it with clear mindedness so that I can do my job as a neurosurgeon every day at a high level. So these associations are extremely important and it's important that you start to focus on as you begin to go into your efforts, your weight, your weight loss and exercise efforts, write down the whys, why you want to do this, and then think about what they mean to you. They call this high-level construal. You know, when you, an example of high-level and low-level construal, these are psychological terms, but an example of a high-level construal would be what a war means to you. For example, the World War II, it means, high-level construal means, it means freedom. It means protecting our way of life and protecting democracy and the Republic of the United States. But on the flip side, low-level construal, that's like a single battle. And that battle means getting a better position in Germany to fight the Germans somewhere else in Germany. So it's like a more specific, low-level, immediate accomplishment, right? So when your motivation is lacking, go to the high-level construal, the bigger, broader meaning of what you're doing because it helps to provoke your willpower and your, your motivation in those moments. So when I get out on a run on a day that I don't particularly feel like running, I think about the fact that it's going to give me vitality, ability, confidence, energy, it gives me that backbone that I need in those days that are hard when I need to power through something. And maybe it's maybe there's something bad going on in my life that's upsetting me. But I, if I know I've been logging the hours with the exercise, I know it's like this little psychological edge that lets me know I can make it through anything. And whatever this is, it's just another obstacle that I'm going to power through and I'm going to make it through this. So the takeaway here today is change, important change, is slow, but its delivery to you goes on and on and on. So if you bother to make those changes and use up that time that it takes in order to make the change, the delivery, the payoff is in spades. It goes on and on. It echoes through the rest of your life. And the associations that you make with those efforts that you're doing to change yourself are important. So think about them. 
what do what does exercising, eating right, going to bed early, getting enough sleep, associating with the right people that are not going to bring you down or lower your beliefs and make you think in a way that's not productive to you. Doing all of those things that you know you need to do in order to better yourself and so that you can burn bright your whole life until the end and just then go out peacefully, which is your ultimate goal. And to be of use to your family, your loved ones, to your community throughout the rest through the throughout the time of your life. Associate those those habits with those things so that you can make your change. I hope you found this helpful. Again, my name is Dr. Eric Aiken, and I have a business. It is called the Mind Fitness Method. It, we have an online program for teaching busy professionals like yourself how to establish long-term goals, long-term uh, results with weight loss and fitness. And my flagship program is called the Evolve Program. This is a 16-week program. In that program, you will have access to multiple weekly live calls online in which we go through the subject matter, the mental skills training that it takes. Because though the eating is important and the exercise is important, it is the mental skills that are the foundation that help you to build your healthy habits and maintain them for the rest of your life. If you're interested, there's a free masterclass that I have that you can sign up for right now. All you have to do is go to www.ericakinmd.com slash register. That's E-R-I-C-A-K-I-N-M-D.com slash register. Put your name and email address in and you will get free access to this masterclass called Professionals Fitness Fast Track where you will learn why it isn't necessary to be disciplined to lose weight and maintain it You'll learn about common unseen influences like social media that can cause us to overeat. You can learn how to overcome the methods of the food industry that cause us to eat more. And you'll learn the single most important factor for maintaining weight loss long term. Again, that's www.ericakenmd.com slash register. Also visit me at the website www.ericakenmd.com and have a look around. Until then, remember it is your brain that maintains the change.